Hello and welcome to episode 100. Wow, it's not even 100. It's 202. Oh my god, it's ridiculous how many episodes we have. Uh, in spite of the fact that we haven't recorded or posted an episode in what has it been? Six months now? Seven months? Has it been five years? I don't even know anymore how long it's been. But we finally all got together and we recorded an episode. Uh, I am recording this intro on a Monday, uh, the 10th of November. So it's probably not this probably this episode won't be posting until Monday uh, of next week. Uh, is when you're going to probably be listening to this uh, as an hour and a half episode. We recorded a lot. We're going to be recording a lot. There was so much to cover. Uh, half the stuff we cover in this episode is so old now in internet terms. You could say, why are we even bothering? But uh, it had been, uh, I hadn't been, I've been doing so much other things. Some of which you're going to hear about and uh, hopefully see uh, in the coming months, especially uh, after the new year. Uh put off a lot of things it just wasn't like emotionally i just couldn't do it and then the election happening and so many things that went down pandemic wise it was uh podcasting was the one thing that i just for some reason just couldn't bring myself to do uh even though eve god bless him uh our co-host eve antonor uh, just was pushing me. I was, you know, when this started, I thought uh, I would actually be podcasting more because, you know, we were going to do Zoom and all that. Uh, that was the plan way back in what, like late February, early March. And then that just didn't happen. Uh, I don't know what it was. I just not, it's not that nerdy content stopped coming out. It's not that we all didn't, it's not that we all stopped watching and consuming nerdy content and talking about it. Uh, for a while, we weren't talking about it at all. We just, uh, it just wasn't a thing that was happening. Uh, so we just didn't do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, we are back, uh, hopefully on a regular basis, hopefully weekly now, or semi, not weekly, sorry. <laughs> or, wait, again, it's been so long and I don't even remember what is that. Uh, so you probably, it's probably going to be uh, at least uh, two consecutive weeks of stuff that we're going to be posting. And then it's probably going to go back to the monthly schedule. It might pick up a little bit just because uh, we're back to doing everything. Uh, things Again, there was a lot of things that were supposed to be upgraded uh, when the uh, and then the pandemic hit and a lot of those things didn't get upgraded. So uh, stuff like my laptop uh, crashing a lot of times when we record was a big problem. It still is a big problem. Uh, a lot of that is going to be resolved in the new year, uh, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, I hope everyone is keeping safe. I hope everyone is uh, healthy and all right. Uh, I know we haven't posted in forever, but uh, when you hear this, I'm going to be promoting it on all the social medias. Uh, wow, I sound like an old person now. Eh, I'm fucking old. I'm getting old now. I'm close to 40. Whatever. What do you want? Uh, so, yeah. It's, you know, we are, it's, it's been rough. Uh, everyone's been having a rough time, uh, so we haven't created or posted any content, but that's definitely going to be changing in a new year. We are back in the groove, uh, so enjoy this episode, uh, this hour and a half or so episode. Uh, yeah, and if, you know, 
now that we're back, if any of you are still out there, for the love of God, please let us know. I'd love to know that people, uh, when this episode posted, are actually have actually like listened to it. Uh, you know, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Nerdcoco on Twitter. Uh, there's going to be stuff, uh, there isn't a separate, uh, Instagram, but there, the, uh, my personal Instagram, I'm not going to share it now, but there, there's some stuff that's going to be going up on my personal Instagram. So yeah, uh, you know, let us know, uh, at NerdProCo on Twitter, NerdProCo at gmail.com, hit us up, uh, and as always, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell their friends, Mm, you know, now we are we're basically restarting. So essentially, it's like we're restarting from scratch. So uh, enjoy this episode. Stay safe, safe, stay safe, stay healthy, stay nerdy, y'all. I think we should be fine. <laughs> so yes, we are we are here again. Although I've got a lot of garlic. Although uh, me, <laughs> yeah, I so do I. So good right now. Uh, although, although you don't know that it's, we're here again, we tried this before and then, uh, my, my laptop started to glitch. Uh, so it's just, we're recording right directly into the recording equipment and hopefully that solves the problem. And we're going to pay attention to the screen this time. Well, no, no, no. All of that shouldn't be a problem on this because it's just directly into the recorder. I think all the problem was I was trying to record it into my laptop and my laptop is like slowly dying. Uh, that will be at some point before the new year that will be all updated so that shouldn't be a problem anymore um but yeah uh the only thing we have to worry about on this is that maybe the battery power will run out but if that happens i i brought along extra batter- right. batteries with me uh so hey how's it going yeah this is yeah. part 2 of our welcome back session part- yeah 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 although although like i said bet Technically, part one, like, we recorded, and it didn't happen because our voices were all distorted. But what and did happen was a love of us. Yes, yeah, there was, there was a lot of... There was a lot of it, and it, it feels so good. Yeah, it was, it was lovely. Um, so a handful of things happened uh, in the interim, but, but let's, like, go over again what we were... To, uh, let's, let's start, uh, I guess, do you want to do Harley Quinn, or do you want to do... We we covered a lot of uh, my God. Now it's because you know the election just has like blurred every time and space in my brain. Really, have you been paying attention? Not at all. But it's just the the cumulative the cumulative like I haven't watched it at all. But the cumulative like anxiety of an entire state and and a huge chunk of the country just kind of even if you're not watching it it like it just I've, infects your being uh <laughs> just to get this out of the way um before we get to actual fun stuff yeah um yeah i've just been just binging on comfort tv which is the yeah so have i it's been the expanse the last few days like exclusively like the last night my my assistant principal was just like texting me and just like you know, being concerned because she knows I'm one of the few really political teachers where sure. I work. She was like, "I know it's crazy," and I was just like telling her, "It's like I've been straight up watching *Expanse* and *Star War* and *Star Trek*. You know, yeah, because it's what's needed. And you know what? We've been able. A lot of us have not survived, but the majority have, and I just have confidence that whatever the outcome, whatever I, I, happens, we will, per, we will persevere. I legitimately started wa- I started watching two new shows one of them 
neither of them are new, but they're new to me because I hadn't been watching them. And they were literally, I think I picked them because it's like this, I needed to watch something either that I knew wasn't going to be good or that I knew I didn't have, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like absorb me or like do anything emotionally mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and so uh, if you don't notice, HBO Max added all of Young Justice and all of Titans. So I started watching Titans. Spoiler. Spoiler, the first that. four episodes are terrible. I, why do you do that to yourself? I, cause you, it's like I've known you. You will go out of your way to punish yourself watching shitty content. Well, Just well, say no. Well, here's Just he, say no. Here's the thing. There have been a handful of things that start out shitty and uh end up being really good and I can't I can't even there's there's a handful of shows that I've watched in which the first episode is awful and then the rest of the episodes are amazing. That's not the shows you're talking about though. Yeah, no. Uh, I will say uh, one of the shows I, I started watching was on Netflix, and it's a Netflix original called The Order. It is essentially The Magicians. It is Poor Man's The Magicians, and he, so much so that one of the uh, supporting characters, supporting cast, not the even one of the husband and daughter and the husband and wife with the kids. They're like monster hunters or demon. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the order is it, it is literally the magicians, bootleg the magicians. Okay. It is a college, and except ex- except there is magic, but the magic is secret. There's like a secret order in the college, and they do magic, and uh, there is a group. The order, spoiler alert, is actually a group of werewolves that call themselves the knights of saint christian or something like that and they like are want to like hunt the magicians and the main character now is that good because my issue with magicians is that it's depressing it's not as here's what i'll say it is not as it is not nearly as depressing uh as the magicians it is not nearly as good of a show but but here's the thing it is that doesn't hurt it necessarily because you watch the first hand because if you're going in looking for like a replacement like if let's say if you're like me and you watch all five seasons of the magicians and you're looking for that next fix something to replace the magicians it's not that uh, it is a fun show with a bunch of people you'll recognize, especially if you're a super nerd. Um, even if you're a fan of the magicians, like what I said, um, one of the supporting characters on the magicians, uh, who's actually kind of minor, he's not one of the main characters, but he pops up from time to time on the magicians, uh, the character Todd, uh, he is one of the main characters on the order. Okay. Uh, he plays one of the werewolves. So that's, you know, if you'll recognize him. Uh, if you, uh, watch, you know, if you liked Pacific Rim, the, the, the guy who played the, uh, Australian general, okay, yeah. he plays the main sort of adversary, adversary sort of in the show. Uh, if you are a fan of B movie horror movies and you ever saw the movie Ginger Snaps 
any of the Ginger Snaps movies, werewolf movies. Uh, it's very much stunt casting. She plays like the headmaster of the school. So if you were a fan of Ginger Snaps, any of the Ginger Snaps movies, you'll be like, oh, it's her. Probably just one or two people. Yeah, it is. F- and it's because it's produced in Canada. You, you know, it's it's all those, you know, all those like kind of sci-fi or horror shows that are produced in Canada. All of those same actors just end up being in yeah. all those shows. It has all like there's even a dude, the dude, one of the hockey players from Letterkenny is in the first two episodes. Oh, okay. uh, and actually he. His character ends up being fun, and who he ends up be- being, you learn like who he really is uh, by like episode three. It's like it ends up so it's fun. It's dumb, but it's fun. The it was a it was a perfect thing to watch as a distraction as the from the world election. Is yeah, just going down the shitter. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you mentioned uh, you've been watching some bad TV shows on HBO Max, and uh, as I said, um, I've was a big fan of DC Universe because I just want DC content yeah. that I can stream. Uh, and I was not as excited about DC Universe because I didn't think the package was sustainable. But as a lot of the DC content is being incorporated into HBO Max, yeah. that makes it a better and And they stuff. just brought over Titans and Young Justice, all of Young Justice. So it's just like, oh, they're definitely yeah, porting HBO all of is stuff. like, it's not just the whole... You know, um, it's not just Game of Thrones and Watchmen and now Lovecraft Country. There's a lot of content for, like, DC nerds or people who just want to get yeah. into DC content to figure out and watch. I'm just happy about what they're I mean, offer. go through. There's a handful of the DC movies we covered before. Um, the DC animated movies. The DC, like, Green Lantern origin uh, animated movie, the one where... Where uh, Nathan Fillion plays Hal Jordan is great. Uh, what's the, the Darwin Cook one? Uh, New Frontier. New Frontier is fantastic. Both the comic book and the adaptation. So what a lot of those DC animated like movies are, are very close adaptations of certain comic book arcs. Like Batman Year One is great. Uh, and they get great voice cast uh, to do it. Uh, the two Dark Knight Returns animated movies yes, are I, fantastic. We've, have we spoken about that? Those two. I think we did. Yeah, okay, I think we covered I those. Love, they're they're fantastic. Uh, having Peter Weller play old older Bruce Wayne, Batman. Like uh, some of them, like the Batman Year One, they had the I I think they had the dude. Who plays Commissioner Gordon? Like, uh, whatever he's, he's not Commissioner, but Gordon on Gotham. I think they had him play Bruce Wayne Batman in Year One, mm. and he's okay. He's not great, uh, but the rest of that cast was great. Um, and one of the things they do with the, some of the DC animated movies is they try in the animated style to uh, mimic a little bit of the artist. Yeah. So Batman versus Robin, I uh, I think it. It, adap- it it adapts maybe not all of the the Court of Owls story. Uh, it's Scott Snyder, right? Is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which was a great One run. One of the best Batman One of the writers. best runs on Batman, yeah. Uh, so the art style on that, they try and kind of make it look like an animated uh, version of Greg Capullo. So it's like with the one very glaring exception of... 
uh, Batman Killing Joke. Killing Joke. I've never seen that. I, I've just like with the uproar against that. I just yeah. never got into it. They just made a a story choice that they changed something from the book that was at. It was just unnecessary. It was just like there was no need to. So if you don't know this, the big controversy between uh, for Batman Killing Joke is that in the story, uh, the uh, Joker shoots. Uh, Barbara Gordon in the basically the abdomen and paralyzes her in the animated adaptation for some reason that no one could explain or just like like that shooting her wasn't horrifying enough he act, he like sexually assaults her and it's just like it wasn't in the book there's no reason there was no reason to put that in and it was a big controversy not not just because it like deviated from the book but it was just like it was a needless like that's not who the joker is he's a monster yes yes but that's just that's, that's not his thing um and it was it was just it, it and people were some people were upset because it deviated from the book uh and even more people were upset because obviously it's like it isn't horrifying enough that he shoots her and basically tortures her like he he not he, as bad as uh, what you mentioned, but Batman Hush that was also yeah. a bad movie. Um, yeah, in terms of what they did with um, some of the characters and the the changes, it's like yes, we've read the books, but stick to the script. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. need uh, we don't need a twist for the sake of having a twist. Yeah, yeah, you know, like Court of Owls was definitely they condensed some stuff. Uh, and by condensing some of the story, you some of the impact is lost, I think. Um, but it's it's definitely it's it's there. Uh, and that being said, like their animated, uh, the one animated series that they like really plugged that was like their original one for DC Universe was Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn's fucking fantastic. To be fair, it's not a surprise. I mean, yeah. granted, it's. A hard R rated yes, DC yes. property, but they their animated shit, you know, is always amazing for the most yeah. part. And yeah, I was surprised by how much I loved Harley Quinn. Um, Are you recording yourself? Because you're going to need to. Can you hear us? Yeah. Did you hear what Jamie asked you? Oop, we've lost him. Rich is trying to come in. Yeah, Rich is now the big giant head right now. Yeah. Well, not, not the big giant head. He's just a... He's a... There he is. Hello. We're trying to get the band back together in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are, are, you, are you recording yourself, Rich? You should, because otherwise we won't be able to pick you up. Even with the microphone close by? I mean, you'd have to keep putting the uh, the microphone to, like, his, to the screen. Yeah, yeah, every time he talks. <laughs> so, Rich, I'm just going to be bringing the microphone close to the iPad so we can pick up your audio. Does that work for you? Yeah. How's it going? First of all, 
if I I did I did not know uh it that that you were gonna be popping in. Otherwise, I would have brought the third mic and just oh. put it right down <laughs> by by your screen. <laughs> pick up what I'm saying definitely okay yeah most definitely yeah (laughs) hey there hey there (laughs) you see all my pores yeah (laughs) so we're we got started talking about DC Harley Quinn have you seen that uh DC Harley Quinn the anim- animated show. No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay, then then we. But you did watch Mandalorian, so we should talk about Mandalorian. Even though we kind of yeah. jumped into Harley Quinn, we we should. We no, should. No, no, go 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 right ahead. Just keep 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 at it. I just finished watching. Well, I watched just now episodes one and two back to back. No, what I was saying is, is that like even if you it doesn't pick him up that much, I can turn him up. Okay. Yeah, I can I can make his audio like a separate thing, okay. and every time he talks, I can turn it up. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Unlike when we were recording before and our voices were completely distorted. Uh, yeah. When he talks, even if it's low, it's not like I don't know it's rich. Okay. Like, we all sound the same. We all sound different. So I can obviously, like, pick out Rich's voice and be like, okay, I need to turn it up for that one chunk. So you're caught up right now with Mandalorian. Yeah. All right. I definitely wanted to – we're going to talk about this because, yeah, we'll we'll save for that. Just be patient with us. Be patient with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So think think about things. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and hopefully look and hopefully next time next time you we you guys get together i'll be able to actually join you in person it's just that. Yeah. um so i met just quickly i i went out earlier i met my niece in person for the first time so that was oh that's awesome yeah yeah oh so yeah <laughs> i completely forgot jesus christ i have no concept of anything that's going on <laughs> in anyone else's life sometimes. one of the few great things of 2020 rich is a uh, uncle isn't that awesome that's right and because of covid and everything going on i've only been able to see her on video and uh through a screen but uh now uh, we were able to, because it was so nice out today. Uh, we all, my my family and I, we all got together uh, at the park uh, right by them at uh, Fort Triumph Park, and and baby Lucia just really just slept the entire time. There was like nothing that could bother her in the least. She was just like she was on on her eleventh dream when 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 we got to her, but. But she's she's more adorable in in person. Yeah, she has no idea the world is falling apart. Like, <laughs> it's no concept of that yet. Let's just keep it that way. Uh, so yeah, uh, we were doing do we Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn? Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. Uh, wrap it up and then we can move on to yeah. Mandalorian. So, so Rich, if you don't have HBO Max and you 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 have HBO Max, what? And you have not been partaking in the awesomeness of DC content. I haven't. I haven't. This is. I this. I haven't really been. I've been watching stuff, but just not enough. Um, 
and there's there's still a whole lot of stuff I got to catch up on, but um, but yeah, I I yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff on 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 HBO right now. So basically, HBO Max has ported over like ninety percent of their DC content. Uh, the DC Universe original show that they put out was an animated Harley Quinn series that is very R-rated, has this ridiculous voice cast full of amazing like, yeah. people just involved in that show. Uh, it's Kaylee Cuoco plays Harley Quinn. Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Uh, Alan Tudyk plays like. I don't know, like half of the other characters. Anything so he you, plays. Yeah. He plays the Joker. He plays Clayface. He plays a, a bunch of the other, like just random voices. Uh, King Shark, my favorite. I forgot the King, person King who- Shark. King Shark is played by Ron, the comedian Ron Funches, who is man. Ron Funches just in anything, doing anything. Is, I'm still not. Is I, I saw his picture. I don't. I'm not familiar with his work. So. Somehow. Him and Alan Tudyk were on a very underrated live action show that was unfortunately on ABC. Uh, we're good idea. Yeah, good yeah. Uh, called Unpowered, and it was a bunch of people who worked. It was basically like uh, tech nerds who work for a company that produces products for like sort of like a B list. So they, they basically are a company that, that produces like things in the DC universe, but like to protect people. Oh, that Do you remember show? Yes. Yeah. It was Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches, uh, what's her name? She was like the 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 Seinfeld essentially, the what was, the straight man. I forget her name. She was from like the Disney stuff. Uh she was okay, but then you had like this just banger's row of like comedy pizza so it was like Ron Funches, Alan Tudyk, Danny Pudi, uh Pudi. Yeah, uh a whole bunch of other people just randomly on the show. The writing was really funny. In fact, so much so that I think for the Harley Quinn show, I think they brought over a bunch of those people. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point Danny Pudi just shows up on the I didn't see him his name in the cast, but it wouldn't surprise me if he pops up on Harley Quinn. Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, just like, I mean, what I appreciated is not only the fact that it was just a hard R TV show, but simply the fact that they just... They they were free enough to poke fun of, like, the, the big three or the big two, Batman and Superman. You know, obviously, it's a Harley Quinn TV show, but the idea is that they're able to, like, Put these heroes, these icons of comics, down a peg, Batman, and Batman, in in hilarity, Batman, Batman fucks bats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that joke. Jason Alexander is on, uh, plays a main kit, one of the main characters. Diedrich Bader plays Batman. Uh, Tony Hale plays Felix Faust. I mean, it's oh, just that like, that's who he is. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jim Rash from Community plays oh he plays someone really funny on the show too. Christopher Maloney plays a really just messed up, broken Jim Gordon, and he's fucking hilarious. Mm, yeah. Uh, Jim Rash plays the Riddler and a bunch of other characters. James Adomian plays ba- James Adomian plays Bane. Oh, I love Bane. Yeah, and he, Bane is just so oh, yeah because so what I love about Bane is. Th- 
it's not the DC animated series Bane or any of the newer version from the WB. This is a spoof on the Tom Hardy Bane. So he sounds ridiculous. And all of the villains just like shit on him. You yeah. know, despite his massive size and his raw power, they just make sure that he knows that he's part of the C squad of supervillains. Sure. It's just hilarious. There's a whole thing about like he, it's there's a Legion of Doom and he doesn't get a chair. <laughs> they keep putting him in a little folding chair <laughs> to make fun of him. So just going through some of the other, uh, Giancarlo Esposito plays Lex Luthor. Sana Lathan plays Catwoman, if you mm-hmm. didn't know that yet. Uh, Wanda Sock, Wanda Sykes plays a character. Rachel Dratch plays a character. Alfred Molina plays Mr. Freeze. Wayne Knight plays the Penguin. So yes. it's like it's Newman and he looks playing like the it. Penguin. Yeah. 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 They also make a lot of the characters look kind of like the people who are voicing yeah, yeah. them. So the Penguin definitely kind of looks like Newman. Will Sasso plays Maxi Zeus. Like it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a veritable who's who. And, I mean, at first, I felt that the first few episodes kind of started out a little slow. But do, it just, yeah. like, bam. It just was, I was hooked after that. Like, um, it's, like, it's what should happen. TV shows are not meant to start terribly at, like, some yeah. of the shit you watch. Some of the stuff I Sometimes, watch, yeah. if it's slow, we get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was talking shit about Jamie because he keeps on hate watching shows like titans why i don't know i I don't know but i could understand if a tv show goes slow that means that there's something redeemable that allows you to stick with it but you just hate your soul man well no i I was trying to think i for a minute i thought it might have been uh deadly class but it wasn't deadly class there was some I remember, Don't compare. Deadly Class no, 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 was no. awesome from the jump. It was. It was. But I was trying to remember there was a show that turned out to be awesome that had... What, it, I don't think it was The Expanse either. It was one of those shows that actually like turned out to be great had a really awful first episode like it just didn't it wasn't a good represent it was one of those things it was like oh you should have started with the second episode or something like that like and I, i'm it'll come to me at some point but yeah it was there have definitely been shows i mean anime if neither of you watch anime but anime is a lot can be a lot like that where it's just like people will just go you have to get through the first three episodes or first like something episodes because it like it gets really good but some of that ends up being for some of those shows, it's they just have to set things up. Yeah. And sometimes setting things up means like having to I mean, if you're they're really good amazing writers, they'll figure out how to do it. But like a lot of times like so many shows, it's just like first two episodes you're just setting up the premise. Uh especially if it's like a half hour show or you know even less with some of the the animated shows that had commercials so it's like well Harley Quinn was a little slow but I've I really appreciated just the her just her and uh Poison Ivy just like going you know just finally fully emancipating themselves of the Joker and yes. that once they did that that's when I started to just enjoy the show in terms of like Harley Quinn pushing her way through the boys club of super villainy in terms of like getting herself the respect that she feels like and she also deserved. the arc of her so you have like these contract because you know how like Harley Quinn has gone from like she's like the Joker's girlfriend to being such a popular character that I the same thing that kind of happened with Deadpool is she's become like a 
like an anti-hero, and that's the spoiler, Rich. Okay, so maybe some spoilers here. Although it's not really spoilers. If you know about like Harley Quinn, you know these things are going to happen, so you're just kind of waiting for them to happen. It's her going, realizing she's not really a supervillain, because she starts at the, you know, after she breaks up with the, just really trying to be a supervillain, and realizes that like, She's a villain, but I think the line she's is not. Like, a, she's a bad guy, not a bad person, or yes, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the line, uh, which she learns from Wanda Sykes' uh, Queen of oh, Fables. I love that episode. Which oh, is that was so, so messed up. up. So messed up. <laughs> just like just the body count. On yeah, that yes, the body was count. Of hilarious. You always end the bloodline. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just oh, it's just so. And King Shark, like, just Ron... It was a stroke of genius casting someone like Ron Funches because he's just so... So, if you don't know this, about the... So, Clayface and King Shark are actually, like, badasses in the comic books. They're also... They're supposed to be kind of scary, and they are just so not... They're so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. Uh, even Even when... King Shark smells blood. It's hilarious when he <laughs> when he loses his shit and he just starts like screaming curse words. It's like I won't eat you. Just the angry screaming in Ron Funt because he just is the sweetest. And the voice, I think the voice is quite cute and adorable. That's the thing. That's it's, just that's how Ron Funches talks. That's the thing. That's what makes casting him brilliant. Is that even when he's screaming angry profo- profanities. It just sound. It doesn't sound right. It sounds hilarious. Uh, yeah. So you get to see the arc of that character. If you know anything about the ca- the comic books, you're like you're just sitting there waiting for the relationship to happen. For it's like the it's a Sam and Diane fucking yeah. cheers. You just wait. You're waiting for them to go gay for each other. Is yeah. basically what you do. And and but at least we had like a brief interlude between with Kite Man. So I didn't know, never I was thought not I would on, be running I was for not, Kite Man. I was not on board for that. I was just like, really? She's going to like Kite Man? But then He's available, all just, right. He's just, emotionally available. There's just something. Again, so they take like some really pathetic DC villains really and make them like, yeah, Kite Man, whose basic superpower is he has a kite giant kite that comes out of his, bike, his back. And his nemesis is Condiment King. Just so... Oh, just C-list. But you end up just feeling for him because he's actually like... I feel bad. I he's still such do. A, he's a sweet dude. He's just so... He's so pathetic. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, God. But he tries so hard. Oh, hell he tries yeah. so hard. <laughs> Braving through death traps. You yes. know, he gets like infected with some sort of like rash or poison ivy or some shit like that you know just like and just like the thoughtfulness in terms of you know him trying to get the ring getting yeah. it right it's like god oh, you want guys like that to finish first yeah, but he, ultimately he, he won't. he's trying and and also there's there's just great bits like even though they're poking fun of all of it there are definitely moments where like the characters so i have this thing as we've discussed where like how much you're deviating from who the characters actually were. And you could, they even Titans. did an episode where they address anyone who would hate this show. They have two guys do stand, be stand-ins for like dudes who would hate. Every that troll that's out there in the, yeah, pretty much. But anyone, number one, anyone who hates on it, 
because it makes fun of the characters or deviates is like you don't understand it's a comedy show at its core it's a comedy show it's an animated show but it's a comedy show uh and number two there's definitely moments where it's just the parts of the characters that we don't like to admit are ridiculous like everything everything about how jim gordon and batman are portrayed yeah it's it's completely accurate to the characters it's just that we're used to seeing that when we see batman like not giving up and not being able to like surrender that's usually portrayed as him being a badass and alfred kind of like arguing against it like we're usually like supposed to be rooting for batman Whereas at this thing, we see how it's the sa- exact same behavior. Is like, oh, that's actually kind of sad. You don't realize you're just a dude. There's just, in a suit. There's this moment. I think there's like moment where Alfred is just like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that? <laughs> Tire shoes. <laughs> and he can't. I don't like, want to. He can't, re- yeah, he, he can't reach his feet. And it's just, ah, oh, it's so, it's so. Yeah, Rich, if you're looking for like good time, just like watch something quick because these are like really short episodes you they're, know, they're a half hour but they yeah. they zip by they're just fun if you're just looking for like good you know moments to like you know cheer up especially with the whole issue with the politics that's going on i highly recommend you getting on board of harley quinn it's really great it's short two seasons really short they go by really fast yeah and and right. it's like I actually, it's one of the things that, like, when the election was, I actually started <laughs> the first season again a little bit because it was just like, ah, oh, this was just too, this was way too much fun. Yeah. Uh, just moments where it's like, it had been a while since I watched a TV show where there were moments where, like, I've definitely seen funny stuff, like The Boys or whatever, which we also have, I think we yes. covered, we got to discuss. Rich, have you seen The Boys? No, I don't have. Uh, the fuck is wrong with you, dude? That's the one thing I don't have. I don't. Oh, have, he does. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have Amazon. Time, so I, I, we'll get. We'll uh, get to that. Uh, but but like the boys definitely had moments that made me. But like Harley Quinn was the first thing in a while that like there were just consistent moments in every episode where I was just like, just uh oh, the so throw just throw away lines. Where, uh, what was it, um, the line, the, I can't even remember. It's hard to pick. Oh, J- Jewish lightning, Jewish. which is like where the, the thing burns down. It's like, oh, uh-huh. Jewish lightning is like, who's that? Is that, is that black lightning's Israeli cousin? <laughs> and it's just like, just lines like that where it's just like, that's just, huh. <laughs> just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh God! If you haven't watched yes, Harley Quinn, you have and you have HBO Max, you should be watching Harley Quinn. Uh, you should watch. It's it's a fun, it's a fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun ride. Two short seasons goes by really quickly, and they're amazing. Watch yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So what I really wanted to talk to you about, Rich, because listen, I know you're. When it comes to Star Wars, we need to talk to you about shit like that. So. Um, what did you think about, because you just saw the first two episodes today. What did you think? Episode one. St- What's that? Start with episode one. Yeah. Episodes, episode one, I, I enjoyed it. was, a, it was a good, it was a strong start. 
um, it it kind of just like you could just not have you could be rusty on the details of whatever happened on of the things that happened in season one and just you know dive right into it and uh, the whole the whole story of well of him of of him go, going to Tatooine and um, and then having to uh, hunt down, destroy the uh, the sand dragon. You mean the dooms, the dune sandworm? Yeah. How do you feel stealing off, stealing uh, you know borrowing? Because when I saw that, I was like, they're ripping off of Dune. Is that part of Star Wars, that dragon or whatever that thing is? Uh, you know, I didn't even think of that. But I don't know how how canon that is to Star Wars, honestly. Um, it's, it's just a, a, a creature, you know? It's, like, it's, it's just like what happens in episode two. It's just, you know, the, the, the creatures. Um... It, it sort of kind of reminded me, it, I didn't even think of Dune. I, I, as, as I was watching that, it sort of reminded me of, of the first Avengers movie. And uh, that okay. uh, that space metallic creature that, uh, that Loki and Thanos or whatever sent over. Well, the creature is kind of sandworm, but the episode isn't. The episode is in tune with you know, the, the rest of the series, which like, if you're going to say it rips off Dune, I was like, well, that's star Wars. Like star Wars, you could argue rips off a lot of stuff and, or does an homage to it. Like basically all of the star Wars films, or at least the are all on one level or another homages to Akira Kurosawa's samurai films. Like that's it's, it's samurai films in space, uh, except for the first star Wars, uh, which is George Lucas didn't know he made a space western, and what the people from the Mandalorian, John Favreau realized, and Dave Filoni, uh, is they realized, no, no, you made a western. We're gonna do that again because that's what makes that's actually the best version of Star Wars is when it's kind of a space western, uh, and that's exactly what this episode kind of went went back to because the first episode the first season the second half of the first season is very like more larger star wars universe you know uh with the empire coming in and Giancarlo esposito doing what Giancarlo esposito is so good at um uh and yeah like in this episode in the first episode it's just going back to being a space western with the genius point of casting timothy oliphant of basically like oh you're you're playing the same guy you played in justified and and uh and deadwood you're basically the you're basically the dude the the sheriff from deadwood except in space wearing boba fett's armor has he done anything but westerns yeah no he he even before he was he was playing mostly villainous characters yeah. but outside of westerns before he started doing westerns and and Santa Clarita Clarita Diet he plays oh he's like, in yeah, that yeah, one yeah, yeah. You, okay you forget that he plays yeah. the husband on that was, I, I think the first time I saw him was in Die Hard Four 
the the one that takes place in DC. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of the but, first thing I saw, yeah, man. So it's like, an awful and, and movie. I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize it that it was him. The first, I, honestly, at at first, as when he when he took off his helmet, I thought it was Josh Brolin. Like like for the first thirty seconds, and then I, I realized like it couldn't have been him because he looked too thin. I mean, I. I don't know about you, but I just kept looking at his hair. I mean, there's no fucking way. Yeah, there's no yeah, fucking yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Someone his hair looked like that so perfect with you know with a, with a helmet on top of that. But yeah, for my take, I I dug it. I mean, I just love the whole search for the the remaining, you know, his his fellow brothers and sisters um and the fact that he tried to unite um, different disparate peoples. I mean, I know the what do what do you call those? These uh, raiders, what Tuscan raiders? The Tuscan raiders, yeah. There, I mean, I was watching a YouTube video about how they try to, you know, vindicate them after just like Anakin Skywalker just massacred women, men, and children in one of the prequel si- trilogies. Uh, when he felt that they they murdered his mother, so as a result, they've been they've been painted like a a bad picture over the over the last few decades and like with this episode they're kind of like they've been somewhat redeemed as yes they do bad things but if they're quite honorable and they keep their to their word they they, they, um provided a lot more context on who they are as a people and that maybe they've been misunderstood this whole time so I, i i like that you know they they you know they they've been portrayed in in Star Wars films in a very two dimensional way, and now you're finally getting to learn a little bit more about who they are about as a culture and as a people. The other thing I you know I just like those little nuggets that they throw in there, like in the first episode, and um, how uh, Timothy Olyphant's character was writing in. Um, and uh, it looks like a like a part or of a part of a pod racer from the prequel to trilogy. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, the the episodes are full of that. So, as sometimes happens when we go when we talk about Star Wars, I have to go kind of super nerd on this for a moment because you mentioned that one of the things that this did was it made. It expanded on, you know, a race of aliens in the Star Wars universe that we haven't seen a lot of, that we basically have a sort of one-dimensional view at, of, and I, I mean, of course, credit, like, John Favreau, who's one, you know, wrote, has written the majority of the episodes, I credit him for a lot of that, but the other person I credit for a lot of that is Dave Filoni, because Dave Filoni is one of the executive producers, is one of the primary people behind Clone Wars, the animated series, and Rebels. And one of the things that happens in the Clone War series is you see a lot of alien races that are one note, basically, especially, you know, alien races from the prequels who are basically like one note, sometimes very obvious and kind of offensive racial stereotypes. They still are kind of that because there's, once they've been created as that, it's kind of hard to move out of that. 
but you do get some of the, a lot of the alien cultures. They go to like almost all of the planets that are in the different systems, and you see like what the Twi'lek, you know the the ones who have like the sort of flesh dreadlocks things. Oh, yes. yes, you go to their planet and you see them, and like you see more about like the Trade Federation's culture and. Uh, it never occurred to me until we were just talking right now, but the Tusken Raiders are Bedouins. Hmm. Like all of the, ca- they're Bedouins. The, the the tribes in the Middle East who are just looking basically like, you know, they roam the desert. Basically, they're they're not stationary, and a lot of the ways that we used to think about the Bedouins, like the way people who are not from the Middle East think, and even some of the people in the Middle East think about the Bedouins is a way that the Tuscan Raiders are portrayed. They're a desert people. They're nomadic. They're people are afraid of them, like blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, what made me think of that is so many of the alien races in Star Wars are basically analogs for uh, cultures in actual in on on earth uh and part of that is because george lucas is not that creative (laughs) yeah i kind of got that even even in in the original trilogy uh you you kind of started you know you i couldn't help but like seeing some some characteristics and similarities on you know and how they might have been how how they might have been inspired by certain groups uh, around the world, you know, as as a as a point of uh, as a point of reference, I guess. So some of the best scenes I remembered from episode one was the fact that uh, just like the rocket just like emanating from the backpack and just like blowing shit up. That was yeah. awesome. As well as just like more jetpack action, you know, flying around and just like trying to take down the dragon. That was pretty fun. Yeah. And also, uh, just so I'm throwing this out there because it's a theory. The character who shows up at the end of the first episode is, Boba Fett without his mask. Uh, that's that's the theory. Do you believe really? The theory, and it's based on the weapons that he is carrying, and just like kind of the way he he looks is that like, yeah, that's that's Boba Fett without his mask. Also because, again, they they pull stuff from for these shows from extended universe, and if you're even actually, I think now canon because I think he's in Rebels. Uh, Avent or whatever. I think he's from the books, from what I've heard. No, 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 no. Uh, he might be. Uh, but Boba Fett didn't die in Jedi. Like that's basically like he is. He escaped from the Sarlacc pit. I like, felt that this episode was a way to explain the possibility of him surviving the pit. You yeah. know, with um with the Mandalorian. Um, being able to survive, get just getting eaten by that dragon using whatever gear or gadget that he had to open his mouth and fly away. Maybe that is what happened with uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, I'm also curious because I think we're gonna at least for these first couple of episodes, 
you are going to have... I don't know if they're going to come back to Giancarlo Esposito's character. I really want them to because I want to know my, more about him. Uh, I really hope so, too. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the way everything ended in yeah. season one. I really want them to come back to him. I hope they do it. It's probably not going to happen until like halfway through the season. I mean, I just want a Mandalorian, mainly uh, Din Djarin, to, to have the fucking Darksaber. That's kind of like my biggest wet dream, just to have him have that that saber. That's sure. just awesome. I'm still not completely convinced that that's a lightsaber, but that's um, that's yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, I I just I I mean I thought that the first episode was a little underwhelming, but I think that's because like I was so excited by those last handful of episodes in the first season. That I, I think part of me was a little disappointed that they went back to kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, monster of the week, mission of yeah, the week. Yeah, that's the vibe I got as well. But at the same time, I, you know, if, if we're going by by the way uh, season one was handled, it was it was a build up. They they built up to 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 like the the grand finale that was the, the last couple of episodes. Especially yeah. the last episode, but um, you know, and now the, you know they, they reverted back to uh, to that you know, that monster of the week style, and but it, it, it's I don't know maybe it's because I haven't I haven't watched an episode in a while. It was just nice to be brought back to that to to that aesthetic uh, yeah. and to and to that that type of space western world. So I. I I enjoyed it. I, you know, it's, I know it's gonna, it's gonna build up to something much bigger, uh, as we go along because it's, it's kind of what, it's kind of like their formula that, uh, that worked really well for season one. I, what did you think about this episode? I felt that this episode was pretty slow as well. You yeah. know, I was, I, after the end of uh, episode one, I was expecting, oh, shit's about to go down, you know, and then bam, it just like, very little dialogue yeah very slow um and i don't know about you but i really hate the fucking child right now <laughs> it's like dude did you not understand that the woman said she is the last of her line and you can't fucking keep your mouth shut and he started hilarious I i'm sorry they, i love that baby yoda's getting more screen time because you know they realize that everybody freaking loves him and and now he's just getting into you know he's getting into mischief uh i, I but actually I, I i wasn't a fan of, of the second episode that much you know it just like the it, he, he suddenly has to take this uh this person on a ship who you know they just met and I, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. But why was it that he couldn't just go into hyperdrive uh, to just get from point A to point B? There would. It would have done something to the eggs. It would have done something to the eggs. So that's why they had to slow things down. Oh. So it. So hyperdrive. For some reason, I think the idea is that if they went. Through that, uh, through that method, then the the eggs could not be fertilized anymore. I see. Yeah, it was very, it was very 
kind of deus ex machina like setting yeah, up an episode i don't anything, know i feel like the second season i'm sorry the second episode was a little bit underwhelming to me like the, the episode one was was fun you know like it was we you were brought back into the world there's like this is this uh, the sandworm and he wants to reconnect with the people and and you know he needs to still back baby yoda to to his to, to safety and all that and then like i don't know they feel like i felt like they could have done a little bit more with uh the second episode um but oh it was fine it felt a little fillerly is yeah what i'm gonna say it felt a little bit like a filler episode yeah, um, that's what I got as well. I don't. I was telling Jamie this, but if you remember, like back in the day when the Phantom Menace was about to be launched, there was like this spoof uh, sh- uh, online show about like cops, the cops version of the Troopers, and I just got troops. this troops, oh, troops, yes. Is so good. I just got that vibe from this episode where the 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 I guess Republic X wings were just like uh can I see your license and registration? You know, it's just like, I just got that vibe from this episode. And I just the cops theme song kept, kept on blazing my mind. It was pretty cool to see the X-Wings in this episode and just like the the, the Rogue Squadrons. That was pretty dope. I, I So that was the high point of the episode. I also appreciated that, uh, you know, the Rebels won. But they're still, you know, they're trying to maintain some sort of, because now that there's no empire, it's also a thing that they didn't, they they had never really addressed until I think the Mandalorian. Although I haven't watched enough of Rebels, no, because Rebels is before the Empire Falls. Uh, that the Mandalorian addresses that, like, yeah, there's no empire, but it's not like the Rebels suddenly like reestablished the Republic right away. So the universe, the galaxy is kind of in chaos. So someone has to be like the cops, and I appreciated the the two X one X wing pilots because they're kind of like paycheck cops, or just like <laughs> that. This is just like this isn't exactly what we're because the whole time they're just trying to be. They're not like hard asses. They're just trying to be like, all right, well, sorry to hear that. You're gonna have to land at the nearest planet or whatever, you know. And even at the end, they're just like, "Yeah, shit is, shit is hard. We're gonna if you don't fix." The, basically, they essentially said, "Fix your tail light." <laughs> it was almost exactly what they said. Actually, it was a version of just. It was like, "Fix your beat." Yeah, it was fix your tail light. They literally told him, "Fix your tail light, otherwise we're gonna have to write you up. We're gonna have to blow that piece of junk out of the sky." So they're a little bit more serious, but essentially, it was just like. Like yeah, eh, fix that tail light next time. Next time we see you, that or that. So I'm starting to think that because this episode was so slow, they're gonna shit's gonna happen next week. I think that's how things so. are gonna work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all, all in all, it was a solid. It was a solid start, um, and. I'm glad I finally got. It. I, I I kept I kept putting a, like I, I kept wanting to see it, and then like others like stuff kept coming up, and um, 
And again, so much just to watch, no, very little time. But uh, now, you know, I, I think it's going to start, you know, it's, it's going to pick up, it's going to build up to, to something. How many episodes was the first season? Like 10, right? Less than that, I think. I think it might have been eight. Yeah, about eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just want them to be out away from a desert. I just yeah. I just want them to be in space or in some ship or some shit. I just want action away from sand. <laughs> I get, although I do get why they keep going back to the sand planets. Like it's just number one, it's easier for them to shoot because they don't have to change locations. Uh, but number two, I think it some of it has to do with like setting up a. Uh, keeping like that space western feel, uh, because he can't like they can't. I mean, they might want him to go to someplace like Coruscant, but they can't do Coruscant. It's 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 just too much. There's too much. Like Coruscant is one giant special effect. Yeah. Like, and some of those other planets are basically like one giant special effects so they kind of i i feel like they kind of have to keep to the outer rim planets yeah um i I love that they 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 still use practical effects wherever they can it's and it's really well done the frog alien i love so that was one of the things that like 90 percent of the time the frog alien is basically just all practical it's Yeah. yeah it's so it's just again the people who are running this show are all people who get Star Wars, know how to do stuff on a s- small scale, like also know how to do stuff on a giant scale, but like they're all, they all know. Like the the person who directed these two episodes is Peyton Reed, who's the guy who directed the Ant-Man movies. Oh, okay. I had to look I that up. I was like, I recognize that name. Why do I recognize that name? It's because he did both of the Ant-Man movies. And before that, he did Bring It On. So it's just like, they're just peep. John Favreau knows he went from, you know, really small movies to doing Zathura and then doing that first Iron Man movie. And so he just, he knows what, there's just certain people who it's just like, they just know what they're doing now. Uh, and also, I think they have a lot less. I think we discussed this when we were discussing Mandalorian before. Is there's there's stuff I think they can do. Uh, in the show, like like I I would say that the the two Exquin pilots is definitely a version of the two stormtroopers in the first season at the beginning of that like late episode. I was like they would they could never get away with doing something like that in one of the movies. Uh, but it's a great. That is what really reminded me of troops. It's just the two guys stuck out in the boonies. They're just like talking about how crazy fucking Gian- Giancarlo Esposito's. It's just like he's already m- murdered four of the dudes. Like oh god, like yeah, they're just. And also, who? Uh, I'm sure if I looked up who plays the two X Men pilots, it would be two people that, because you can see their faces, so they're not as famous as the two people who played the two stormtroopers. I've seen them somewhere. I know, yeah. Especially I'm get- one of them looks very familiar. They're probably comedy people. They love John. John Favreau especially loves sticking comedy people, like either like UCB people or the 
one of the best things from last season was just, oh look, a guy from Boston in space. When they had when they had Bill Burr being one of the episodes, it's just yeah, like Bill Burr. Uh, still, I think that was still that was probably the weakest episode in in season one. Whoa, whoa, what? So I I would agree, I would agree one. I would agree with you, but just the fun. The fun, the fun of having him, I think the line is something is like, no, I wasn't a freaking stormtrooper. They that like thick <laughs> boss, like somehow he's, he lives in space, but he's still from fucking Boston. Like, I don't know. Like that made that whole episode for me. Wait, let's go. Let's revisit. Rewind. How was that one of the weakest episodes of last year? That was one of the best in my opinion, in terms of it's. The Mandalorian against some of the baddest criminals uh, in space. It's a heist uh, episode. I loved it. How? What was wrong with that for you guys? It felt. It felt like. It felt like. A, it, it kind of felt like filler to me. It felt like I, I really wanted to get on with the main story, and I felt like I was sidelined with this. And I, I wasn't that thrilled. Maybe I should watch it again. I guess. But I remember watching it that first time and. I, I wasn't I wasn't that impressed. I don't know. I, one, everything, that, everything that came after, I was yeah, I was I'm like this is what I'm waiting for. I think that's why they put that episode in there though. Uh honestly is is to do that. It was just like here's your little break and then we're going to like really jump into it well, that was an exciting break you know and just I agree. him getting in the underworld and that's kind of what i wanted to see is more of the the shady parts mm-hmm. of the star wars universe you know and that was a great just like a great feel it's not a matter of like this weird backward backwards planet where people are har- are starving and are struggling or this is just all about the gangsters and i wanted to see that in in star wars i don't care about star wars in that fashion but i that i kind of wanted to see how favro execute this because you know you know um han solo is a gangster you know yet you don't see much of that in the movies and i felt that this was a great episode in seeing how the seedy side of this universe operates yeah and i'm trying someone someone actually famous played like the the mob boss at the that first episode of the second season and i'm trying to find him uh mob boss yeah he's in the I want to say it was – all right, I'm going to have to look this up. Hold on. So you were disappointed by this episode, Rich. Which, which episode? Oh, this one, uh, episode two of season two. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, there were there were moments that, that were fun, you know, like I enjoyed watching uh, Baby Yoda and, you know, how – you know he can't help himself. I hated him when he has little eggs in front of him, and he, you know that that those you know little moments here and there were fun, uh, but like overall, like the whole again, like the whole concept of of the of the episode seemed like we were we were getting sidelined a bit because suddenly he had to take somebody someplace 
that he, you know, he had no plans to. He was just like somebody. They would, they, the his was his 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 friend mechanic just you know put someone that he just met. She just met ten minutes ago. Uh, I, at least I expected that there would be something more to that connection. I guess you know, like maybe she was going to be a key a, a key character to reaching um his people or something more to, uh, more to that effect but i'm i'm hoping that I, that's that's a thing that happens in the second episode yeah so the guy who plays the sort of mob boss it does the voice it's not the guy in like the it's john the, leguizamo it's john leguizamo yeah and amy sedaris plays the mechanic uh apparently the guy who played aquaman's dad in the aquaman movies the aquaman movie was also in this episode but I don't know who he played. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, as soon as I saw, I saw John Leguizamo's name in the, in the credits, I, I, I wasn't. I was trying to figure out who he played. And D. Bradley Baker played the Frog Lady. Not like obviously wasn't in the suit, but that makes sense. Like he just does those noises. He's really good at doing noises. Uh, mm-hmm. So like a voiceover guy who's just like oh you, you there there's a monster that is in this show uh he he does the the sound oh. because he can make he can uh as as someone so i forget who it was said something about d bradley baker and it's like because there's if you see you could just look up d bradley baker on like youtube and basically all the monsters in the doom video games they're all like they're not distorted it's like all him and it's because like he can like do stuff with the air passages in his nose and his mouth. Like there's just, it's just crazy to watch him. Like if you ever look up a YouTube video of like D Bradley Baker doing like creature noises and you're just like, that's just weird that that noise is coming out of a human being. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that doesn't surprise me that like basically he did the frog lady noises because that's what he does. So episode two, meh. Meh, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, it's they... okay. It was okay. Episode one, I I enjoyed a lot more. Yeah, I think a lot. I I I gotta be honest. Aside from like the nerd moments of seeing like stuff like you know pieces of the pod racer and seeing the Boba Fett armor and the possibility that that character at the end is Boba Fett, uh, without the armor. Yeah, the best part of the first episode is Timothy Olyphant. <laughs> like, it's just, just he. Some people are fun to watch. It's it's his hair. You just you just like the hair. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Uh, I mean, you still you had that a lot of that in in season one. Is some of that is just watching the the fun of hearing Nick Nick Nolte's voice come out of that alien and like fucking Carl Weathers in fucking season one. It's like Carl Weathers is like one of the best fucking Werner Herzog just being yes. fucking where because he doesn't play anybody except Werner Herzog because he can't. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you're just weirdo Werner Herzog in space. <laughs> like, and you're a mob boss, but you're still fucking weirdo Werner Herzog because that's, you they they just wanted they wanted that dude like you don't I don't think that's a I think they wrote that part for him like that's not a 
thing that you go looking for that. No. You write that specifically because you're like, yeah, can do you think we can get him? And like, and he's hilarious because they asked him about it, like whether uh, he had a good time or whatever doing it. And he was just like, it was a role in very, I wish I could do like his, but it was, it was a role and I was paid very handsome for it. <laughs> handsomely for it and that was his response it was like that is the most Werner Herzog response to that question it's just like you didn't you won't tell people whether you had a good time it was just like it was a role and I was paid very handsomely for it it's like okay dude <laughs> so yeah uh, I'm I'm hoping some of those people come back too uh, and by those people I mean Gina Carano uh, oh, she's coming back. Yeah. She's definitely coming back. Yeah. yeah, I think she'll come back. And Carl Weathers' character, he's going to come back, I'm sure. And Giancarlo. I mean, he is such a great yes. villain. They, they, He definitely will be coming back for a major episode or or two. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you think he has an actual lightsaber? I don't because it doesn't make the – it didn't make the noise. That's that's my sole reason. Also, it's not in, it's not in the shape of a lightsaber. Well, yeah, I agree to that, but I attributed that to maybe bad CG at the end. No, uh, of the, see, I don't, I, I don't it, think it so. It looked a little bit odd. I'll give you that. It, it looked, it didn't look like, you know, what the the lightsabers that we're used to seeing in the in the, the Star Wars films. So. That was a little bit off. There are also analogs in the Star Wars universe of things that look kind of like lightsabers but are not. They're like similar. So it I don't I it might turn out that it, it is some sort of saber type thing, but I don't think it's a lightsaber in the same sense that we think them like Darth Vader or any of like the Sith having. I also don't think he's a Sith. Like I just think he's a, he's a, he might be a nut bar. No, villain. but that saber was created by a Jedi Mandalorian, so that's why I always figure that. How it, do you it, figure? Isn't that that's from the? I think they alluded to that in terms of some of the cartoons Filoni's run, where the huh. reason why it was uh, such a huge thing is because I remember like fans online who watched the Filoni TV show mentioned that it was a Mandalorian who was part of the Jedi Council who fashioned a special saber. So huh. that's what okay. I always assumed okay. that it was. Maybe not a perfect lightsaber, but it was a, a Mandalorian twist on whatever the Jedi's sure. had. Sure, sure, sure. So I thought that's I thought that's what you alluded to because that is the only black lightsaber. And it's always been attributed to the Mandalorian race. It that's interesting. Also, one of just a weird sidebar as someone who's watched a lot of Clone Wars now. So they retconned a little bit of stuff from Clone the Clone Wars TV series because in the Clone Wars series, Mandalore is a planet, and the Mandalorians are not the Mandalorians as they exist in the Mandalorian. Uh the Mandalorians in from on the planet Mandalore are actually a part of a group. I think they're they have something like it's like the hand the black hand not the black hand, but it's something like that. They're actually like a rebel like terrorist organization. Um 
And actually, Mandalore during the Clone Wars are supposed to... They spend the almost the entirety of the Clone Wars being neutral. And that's their whole thing, is that they're like Sweden in the galaxy. Uh, and I haven't watched enough of Clone Wars, and I think that's what's happening is at some point that shifts. And what they're alluding to, maybe spoiler in Clone if you haven't watched Clone Wars, I haven't watched it enough, but it, it seems to be that how you get from Mandalore being a planet that is neutral in the wars to Mandalorian, Mandalorians being a warrior cult, essentially, is something happened to them in the Clone Wars. Uh, or, and then further happened to them, as you know, they were part of the Purge. So that might be it. That I think that's what the it's mm. like. They're part. They were part of the purge. Is like, is that's how they be, they went from. Being, and they were forced to change and adapt to keep. Yeah, their culture. They they going. went this like rebel terror. What were a rebel terrorist uh, organization in the Clone Wars on the planet Mandalore becomes like this warrior cult. Although they have alluded that like the whole like this is the way thing like the whole way that the mandalorians are in the show the mandalorian that actually that like warrior type thing does go way back to the planet mandalore but i don't think it's necessarily goes there's a conflict there because this is far enough away from the the mandalorian the show is far enough from the clone wars that that could have so many things that you could just explain you could explain that i think quite easily it's just like the same way that they don't exactly remember that there's Jedi. Because even by the time that Star Wars is, the Jedi are kind of a forgotten thing. So it wouldn't surprise me that the Mandalorians who are currently a warrior cult don't, there's no one alive that remembers that they once were an actual planet that was neutral in the Clone Wars. So... Who knows? Maybe they'll address that because Dave Filoni was the one who was behind the Clone Wars, so they might ad- actually address that at some I mean, point. I was like, that's what got me thinking about like the Clone Wars because that Dark Saber. Sure. And that was something that was mentioned in his show. So I figured that they're going to try to... And, and Clone Wars is... The animated show is canon. It is not extended universe. Uh, which is funny because they completely... Spoiler alert. Uh, they retcon... Because one of the characters became one of the main characters on Clone Wars became so popular that they retconned her death from Episode Three. Oh, the uh, um, that alien Ashoka that Tono, yeah, Ashoka Tono, yeah. Tano. So much so is that you've of course read all the rumors. Yes. Yeah, I know they, she may be making an appearance this season. The that's all I know. That's uh, all I know. You okay? So. What the rumors because they released there was a poster and there was a couple of leaks of what always happens, whether those leaks were intentional or not, is that uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian and Rosario Dawson is playing her. Yeah, no, that's that's it. And and if that's true, I am all I can't wait to fucking see that. Like, that's awesome. That would be awesome. So, that would make us think then is Ashoka Tano is now Jedi. So there's gonna she's gonna be the Jedi Link. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I'm so excited. Uh, 
Also, not to mention that we all know, I mean, who knows when it's going to go into production, but that Taika is going to do a Star Wars movie. I don't, I don't care about the details. I just know it's... Taika. I just, I know it's going to be whatever weird. it is. Whatever it's going to be weird. Whatever it is, it's going to be something that is completely unexpected and like as much as like he's working within the system much like thor ragnarok he's gonna do something that's gonna not be like anything else that's thor ragnarok is not within the system but it, it's no, weird it's it, it's but, a but lot of taika but, that, but that's the thing is it's well, but it works so like he he made it he, you know he made it his own signature style and still made it fit within the greater MCU. So, you know, everyone's happy. Like, I remember, I, I, I still watch it, and it's, and it's awesome. Because it's, he, he gave it his own signature style, uh, kind of like the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy movies have their own signature style, and still are able to fit in within the greater MCU. So you can, you know, good directors can do that. And and also that like, it's just gonna, it's gonna be like, it'll fit within Star Wars, but it's also going to not be like anything else that ex- has exists in this, has ever existed in the story. Same way, like I he said, made a movie about Hitler. Of course, this is going to be fucking <laughs> weird, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and again, it's one of those things that. Almost, I would say everything that he's done, when you hear about it on the surface, they're like, that's just an odd concept. And then you watch it and you're just like, that's fucking brilliant. It's gold. It's like, and every, almost all of them do it. So it's just like, if you want to go to Thor, it's like Thor Ragnarok. It's like, uh, what is it? It's a buddy comedy starring Thor and the Hulk. Because that's basically what that movie is. It's and 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 like uh and Valkyrie as well. It's just like yeah, it's a buddy comedy. It's just like really a buddy comedy. It's like yeah, that's what it is. The buddy comedy. It's set in space. Jeff Goldblum plays the Grandmaster. He's he's Je- he's Jeff Goldbluming. He's the Jeff Goldblumiest as the Grandmaster. It's just like okay. Even going all the way back to uh. Like, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is like that. It's just like, it's, uh, uh, yeah, what's his name from Parks and Rec? Who does the woodworking? And it's Ron Swanson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ron Swanson. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it's Ron Swanson in the woods with a little kid, a little like Maori kid, and they curse, he curses a lot, and he's kind of a weird woodland woodsman dude i have not seen that movie yeah. i need it's it's a str- it's a strange movie and it's just like same thing like everything he does going all like what we do in the shadow shadows is like it's four ram four vampires living in a flat in new zealand it's a comedy it's just like okay and then you watch it and you're just like this is fucking brilliant and then there's just like what we do in the shadows the, the tv show is just like they made it a TV. I was like, I don't know if that'll work. And I was like, well, Jermaine Clement and Taika are still like writing and or directing the majority of the episodes. And they took the same premise and shifted it to Staten Island. And you're like, that's perfect. 
By the way, if you haven't watched that show... I have not. Okay, I will say it is... I'm going to spoil this for you. Don't, though. No, 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 I will, because because it's the selling point of two... I won't tell you all of the people who are in it, but there's an episode where they, the main characters, get summoned by the Vampire Council. And in the Vampire Council is... And they did this because they didn't get them all in the same studio. They shot their scenes kind of separately. They basically got... And they, they actually, when they did a, an interview about... the Taika did an interview about how they put together the show. They said they actually got more people... And because of like some like studio conflicts, they couldn't put them in. Uh, so they basically got a whole shit ton of really famous people who have played vampires in movies. So in that aside, in the Vampire Council, just as a spoiler, I'll give you some of the people: uh, Tilda Swinton. Paul Will- Paul Rubens, because Paul Rubens played a vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's Paul <laughs> Rubens. Tilda Swinton played a vampire in like a vampire romance movie. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood is in it because she played a vampire on True Blood. Danny Trejo is in there. Uh, there's a couple other. There's one other that's really, really funny that's actually done remotely. Like he's actually just on a laptop that I won't tell you, but it's really fucking funny. Um, okay, all right, I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, because that's only because I love that movie uh, yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I'm and gonna they, have to they, give this there show is a, a chance. So one of the jokes in that Vampire Council thing is they joke about that they're oh, because they're all like the famous people who are in the the council, and they're like, oh yeah, well we we couldn't get. Brad and Tom. Because, like, yeah, well, they're so busy, blah, blah, blah. And then when they did the interview, it was just like, well, we did get one person who was super famous, but because of, like, his, like, representation or something, like, we couldn't actually use the footage we, we shot. And I was like, oh, you got Brad Pitt to do it. But because, like, whoever, the interview with the vampire people, or, like, because he's, like, the jackass thing. It's like, he's done a handful of things. It was like, I he, mean, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's willing to do shit like that. So, like, they hinted about that episode. And I was just like, "Oh, you totally got Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, to play the character that he played in Interview with the Vampire. You shot footage of it, but because of like whoever, like Anne Wright or whoever owns the rights to that, you couldn't actually use the footage." And they were like, "Yeah, when the DVD comes out, we'll we'll definitely release that." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, yeah." They definitely fucking got Brad Pitt to do it, and they just can't. They can't say who it was because they'll get into legal trouble, and they couldn't put. They couldn't air it because of some like thing. But yeah, there's a couple other people who I'm not telling you. Like one right. person, I'm not telling you. And when you actually see that episode, you're gonna be like, "That's the funniest person who they got to do." Okay, that. all right, all right. You, yeah, you it's sold fucking me great. on that. Okay, all right. So yeah, man. Um, that's Star Wars. Yeah, Tyga they need doing. to make it happen. Make it happen. Man. Yeah, make it happen. And they're already filming uh, a couple, at least a couple of the of the next um, Phase Four MCU movies. Um, you mean yeah, Phase Four? Sorry, my brain is. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw some some um, am, 
amateur photos of people uh, on the streets of, I think, San Francisco uh, who who saw the some of the early, just a couple of early shots of uh, a production going on. So it's nice to well, see that. Well, well, some of it is, some of that stuff is phase four, but it's not movies. Uh, like, I, I know that because they i read this i know that uh probably got halted again but i know that uh falcon and winter soldier and the hawkeye show like hawkeye show i think is not shooting yet but they're like pretty far along in the pre-production the they were shooting falcon and winter soldier they had to pause it. I think they resumed it a little bit, but I don't, you know, because things are going. No, but what they are, what they are filming in San Francisco is uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, which I, 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 we, I think we might have discussed this. I'm excited about that. Should have been Iron Fist, but oh well. Well, here's the thing: it might still be like there's no reason to believe that that Iron Fist won't be in there. Like they could just they could they could throw Iron Fist in there like as an extra as a gag as a whatever, um, which by the way I read a a thing to, so I know neither of you really read Marvel comics but they did a great like Marvel every, past couple of years has just done some like batshit crazy stuff, uh, cash grab stuff in my opinion but oh well. yeah well some of it it was kind of fun like they did some of the like the large like universe stuff like the space stuff was kind of cool uh they did a whole like mystic crossover where like all of the helms of like the mystical stuff got passed around and there was like a a, a villain who was like vying for them so they gave different characters the some of like the mystical powers so and because they're in the avengers now there's some weird people in the avengers now but by the way because blade has been in the avengers for a little while and for a very brief period of time blade was the sorcerer supreme uh that makes no sense but disney the, the way is... they they way the comics some of the like the way they've that's so that's what i hate about this shit let the art oh, go ahead sorry about that some of some of that has been really bad some of it sounds bad on its surface and then the actual storylines are cool that's what i hate about marvel man yeah that's i don't mind the characters but when the publisher is just like fucking things up and shoehorning characters just because it matches the roster in the movies and the TV shows. I that's that's uh all right. Some of, some I, of, to, I, well, I I will say both companies are guilty and I would say Marvel has has actually in recent times has executed these kind of badly. Uh are they do they've become like a little event crazy. Um yeah. It's been for decades. Yeah, yeah. Uh I will say that more recently DC has done it a little bit better. New 52 came out a lot better than No, that was a shit show. And they had it to was, It was initially. They had to change gears and do it the right way with whatever they're doing. But at first they sold very well, but 
the sales could not keep up. Yeah. So they learned their mistakes. And then, you know, as you know, the deal got pushed off because he was doing some shit with DC. And I think people who own Warner Brothers and DC Comics crew, which was like AT&T, yeah. did not like the direction. So DC was about to go to some uh, directions where people was not happy about. Yeah. But I will say that some of that stuff sounded like DC Metal. That that is Scott Snyder. That's not DC. But, 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 that's but, all Scott but, Snyder. But that's but that's the thing. DC, this is what I mean by like having a weird event that on its surface doesn't sound good, but then when you actually read the stories, it's very cool. I would say that like some of the big event stuff that Marvel has done ended up doing, it's on its surface it sounds crazy or it sounds stupid, and then you uh because some of those, like pe- the 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 writers are just if you have good enough writer, uh, uh, writers on that stuff, they'll make it work. Um, so like what I was saying, like Blade having the Sorcerer Supreme, they had She Hulk had the Iron Fist. It's just like it it sounds true, but then when you actually read some of those stories, you're like, oh, okay. The the having Hulk actually being like this weird like that the origin of the Hulk. Uh, is actually like he's like from hell or something like that. Uh, like that that's actually where his abilities kind of come through, come from. And they had like a, a Hulk who literally like you could like take him apart and he'd still be, I forget what it was. I forget what the storyline was ca- called, but if like you hear it on its surface and you're like, that's dumb. And then you read it and you're like, oh, they made the Hulk the contrast between the because it's not thought about by Jonathan Hickman. That's the problem. Well, no, if no, no, it's no. not Hickman, it ain't good. But no, no, no. But here's what I'll say. I forget what that Hulk run was called. It was called the something, the Immortal Hulk. That's what it was called. It was called like the Immortal Hulk. And I will say that that the idea of that on its surface was dumb. And then you read it and you're like, oh shit, the. Bruce Banner is still Bruce Banner, but the Hulk is fucking terrifying now. In like a good way. Like he's like a he's scary. Like and it's like that's like he's act he's a monster, but he's also smart. It's it's there's a there's a part in one of those comic books where like they basically in order to have him not be a threat, they have basically chopped up the Hulk and just like have his like body parts in like jars and his head can like he's still alive and he can still like talk and like they just have like his head talking to someone and he's just like oh wow they've made him like a he's terrifying <laughs> in a in a good way i know like your face i get rich i don't think you can't see eve's face and listeners you cannot see eve's face but it's it's one of those things it's it's a perfect example of what i'm talking about it's like this sounds like a terrible idea and then you read the story and you're like oh this is really cool uh Uh, take your word for it you you have good aside from iron fist comics you normally have good taste in books no the uh, so again it's a writer like when you say batman is not scott snyder iron fist uh with matt fraction is oh, great. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm not saying Iron Fist as a character is great. I'm saying Matt Fraction, Fra- yeah. Matt Fraction doing Iron Fist is great. The same way that Matt Fraction doing Hawkeye is great. Even that being said, the reason why Matt Fraction uh, 
Iron Fist is great is the exact same reason why Hawkeye, Matt Fraction, Hawkeye is great is because they are the same person in so many ways, except that Danny Rand is rich and uh, Clint Barton was raised by carnies. Like, that's that's the difference. But as far as their character, like, who they are as a person, they're the exact same person. So much so that in, in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run, there's a joke that comes up twice where people ask him if he's Iron Fist because they're both blonde white guys. They look almost exactly alike. So they keep asking Clint Barton. He goes, why do people keep asking me that? Yeah, it's it's fucking... It's Matt Fraction. It's like Jason Aaron on fucking X-Men. Like... On where? On X-Men. Or on Avengers. I forget what Jason Aaron is running writing now, but when he was writing X-Men, it was great. Jonathan Hickman on X-Men. Great. X-Men are, in a lesser writer, are so convoluted and a mess and horrible. But, like, you, you hand it over to the right person and they'll make it all fucking make sense. Like Green Lantern, when Jeff Johns did that reboot, like, about 10, 15 years ago of Green Lantern. It's like, he made everything made sense. Everything. Then he, he, he ruined the movies. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But that's the new show that's going to be on HBO Max. So we'll, we'll HBO. See. It's not him. It's people who know how to make yeah. TV shows. Not a well. You know writer. who's handling three quarters of that now is uh, it's Greg Berlanti is handling like three quarters. Sounds of, familiar. It's the guy behind all the CW stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Which has been a mixed bag, but like he... No, I mean, I like the CW shit for the most part, but with an H- with the pedigree of like HBO executives, I think yeah. that they could really make this work while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rich. We've now ventured off into territory. You have no idea. We're going to get to Lovecraft Country. All right, let's point. talk about like Suits. And, you know, uh, and tuxedos and something that will make Rich care about things. I'm just, I'm just happy to be on. I'm just happy to be along for the ride. It's been it's been too long. 